G'day, it's Coach B from Ascension. On this Whiteboard Wednesday, I'm going to discuss how to track training load. Now, this question comes from Jared in the UK. So he's another coach I know, good dude, and he wants to know my thoughts on the best way to actually track training load for an athlete, or even a client or a regular gym goer, an average Joe, uh, if you will, when they're away. Now, there's a few things I want to start off with before I sort of answer that question with a little bit of background. First things first is training diaries. I dropped an article a little while back on why you should have a training diary and why it's useful in addition to your actual program. Uh, if you haven't read it yet, check it out. Uh, but in short, program is what your plan is, training diary is what you actually did. The second thing I wanna cover off on is training load. So what is training load? It's a measurement of the amount of work you've done in an actual session. The way we calculate it is to take the intensity multiplied by the volume. If we multiply volume by intensity and add that up for all the exercises we did in the session, we can actually get a total training load. We can then look at a few different things like average intensity of the session, we can look at average intensity of the whole week, we can look at average intensity of the month, we can look at average volume of a session of the week, of the month, whatever. The problem we have with looking at training load as a pure objective measurement of volume times intensity is different things do not correspond. You cannot compare apples and oranges. So let's say you hit a 95% back squat for one rep. You cannot compare that to a 95% deadlift or a 95% bench press or a 95% clean pull or a 95% snatch or clean or jerk or whatever else. All these different exercises have different amounts of stress. This is based on the complexity of the lift, the range of motion, coordination required, ligaments, muscles, tendons, a whole bunch of other crap. Then if we look across different modes of training, so if we look at strength, if we look at endurance, we look at hypertrophy, we might look at power training, it gets even more complicated. You throw in different energy systems as well, and you wanna compare an, a really hard running session for 20 minutes to a 95% back squat, and literally, it's apples and oranges. The other thing we have with training load is, different days you're gonna to perform to a different level. On a really good day when you're fresh, 95% might actually be okay. On a really bad day, you might load up 95% and fail on that lift. So you're like, holy shit, it's only 95%. It's not an all-time record or a PR or whatever. Um, why do I suck today? I'm obviously weaker. Not the case. We accumulate fatigue in training. We have fatigue from life, sleep, diet, relationships, work, whatever else. So that has to be factored in. In the past, I've discussed the two-factor model, one of my first whiteboard Wednesdays, looking at the difference between fitness, fatigue, and performance. You might have a high level of fitness, but when you have a high level of fatigue, your performance will drop. When you have a high level of fitness, but your fatigue is low, your performance will be high. Now, considering all that together, that is, comparing apples and oranges of different energy systems, different modes of training, as well as the difference between fitness and performance, taking into account fatigue. This means intensity by itself is not necessarily the best measure to work out training load. So another option, and the best way to do it in my humble opinion, is to use exertion or effort. Now exertion and effort are not the same thing as intensity. If you do your one RM on a good day for one rep, that's 100% exertion or effort. If you hit your 5RM, which is gonna be lighter for five reps, that too is 100% effort or exertion. So it's 
how hard this actual thing that I'm doing is. So effort or exertion becomes really useful. And the other thing is we can use it to compare apples and oranges a little bit easier. So let's say we're gonna do a heavy squat session one day and we're gonna do a light but high volume deadlift session a few days later. We actually measure how hard these two sessions are in a relatively subjective but still quantifiable way. And that's where RPE or rate of perceived exertion becomes really handy. This is a subjective score that you apply to the work you're doing. There's a few different ways to measure RPE. You might just think of it in terms of easy, average, hard, or you can use a scaling system and that might use a 10 point system thinking of zero is you're basically dead or asleep 10 is the hardest thing you've ever done in your life there's a 20 point system as well which is endorsed a lot more by the scientific community i personally like the 10 point scale uh, because it's easy and i have 10 fingers and for me it's easy to think in terms of you know that was like an 8 out of 10 that was a 9 out of 10 that was the hardest thing i've done in my life or a 10 out of 10. Try and do that as fractions of 20 just gets weird for a lot of people without knowing the specific definitions for each point. So we can actually work out a different version of training load based on effort or exertion. So as opposed to looking at the intensity as an absolute objective measurement, we can use effort or exertion as a subjective measurement. In terms of volume though, we don't necessarily have to multiply by the exact number of sets or reps or repetitions or number of repeats we did if we're doing some sort of cyclic work. We might just take the duration of the session in terms of time, and that is in minutes. So think RPE, one to 10, think duration or volume in terms of time, so number of minutes. Now the RPE scale we're gonna use for the session isn't gonna be what the RPE or exertion or effort was for the hardest bit of the session, it's gonna be what we actually think the session's hardness was on average. If you can try and be as objective and as honest as possible, you should be able to give a rating out of 10 for how hard a session is. Then simply multiply that by the number of minutes the session went for. So we might compare two different sessions of different modes. So we might do a strength session, let's say for an hour or 60 minutes, and it might be seven out of 10 on the hardness scale or RPE. So we do 60 minutes by seven, gives us a subjective scoring of 420. Then we flip over to some sort of conditioning session and I might run for two hours, but only a five out of 10 in terms of hardness. So in that case, it's gonna be 120 minutes of work times five, gives me a score of 600. Whilst the run is lower in terms of effort overall, the volume is more significant and we get a subjective score of 600 versus the strength session, which is actually higher in effort and intensity but the duration is only 60 minutes, so it's only 420. We can now compare that 600 units of training load to 420. Now this isn't perfect, but it is a good way. And we can then actually start to rate and measure the amount of training load we do into our training diary. So this helps paint a better picture for your coach to understand what sessions were actually hard, what sessions were actually easy, what sessions were actually moderate. Then they can look at the objective measurement of intensity and compare it to your subjective assessment of effort to get a better picture of where you are right now in terms of fatigue and performance capacity.